Hi, I'm Jill Sylvester, licensed mental health counselor and author of the self-help book, Trust Your Intuition, 100 Ways to Transform Anxiety and Depression for Stronger Mental Health, and the young adult self-help fiction novels, The Land of Blue and Awakening, book one in the Devon series, book two out in the next few months. Each of my books deals with the themes of how to achieve excellent mental health and how to deepen your intuition, because for me, it all comes down to listening to and trusting your own inner voice in order to live your very best life. Okay, welcome to today's podcast. In honor of Mental Health Awareness Month, I'm going to share a story with you about my own trajectory. But before we get to that, uh, the gratitude for this week, I would have to say the bleeding heart flowers that are in my yard. Um, if you don't have a bleeding heart in your yard or you don't know what one looks like, I encourage you to look them up. They are like just the most exquisite, intricate, perfectly designed flower. And when I take the time to really look at them closely, I think, how? How? It's such a reminder of what guides our lives, a force so much bigger than us. It makes me laugh almost, all the control that we think we have and all the fuss we put on ourselves and our little, our little issues and stuff. So take the time to look at flowers in your own lives today, um, especially those bleeding hearts. If you can Google them, if you don't have them, I believe the fancy name is Dicentra Spectabilis, and I think that's an appropriate name because they're pretty spectacular. And they are amazing. And when you take the time to look at flowers, which is why I'm always grateful when I do, it really does help to wake you up and get out of the illusion sometimes of our thoughts and our own little worlds we create in our heads and all the stories and all of that. And that's the theme of today is about the waking up. So, a story. During adolescence, I was on a slow decline. The wounds created years before in my childhood uh, things I had never dealt with, and they haunted me. Followed me around in my daily life under the smiles and the fun and the friends and the partying and the people-pleasing personality and all of that. But as things tend to happen, that slow decline creates a frequency that brings crappy people and yucky circumstances to you. And you not only start to decline but you start to decay. You can start to decay, unbeknownst to yourself. All this just starts to happen, but you're not aware of it because you're in your little self-imposed prison. And that's, that's where I was at um, during my adolescence, and again, un unbeknownst to me. In college, I had to go away for a little while to sort things out after hitting a wall, a self-destructive, massive, and always threatening to tumble down wall, built on shame, self-hatred, self-loathing, guilt, always questioning, constantly questioning my worth. One day, the wall fell. But it really wasn't one day, as it usually isn't. It was crumbling a little bit at a time, based on choices and avoidance and denial and running from the self and trying to become the person I knew that I was on the inside the one God wanted me to be, but not knowing how, having absolutely zero clue how to do that. Even after trying to talk to counselors and priests and adults who just didn't completely speak my language, though I didn't realize that at the time. I just kept thinking something was wrong with me and that, you know, people just didn't understand. 
So I kept running until I hit the wall. Until I ran so hard into the wall that I knew my spirit was basically saying, okay, just surrender. I surrender. I don't know how else to surrender, so I'll do it this way. This self-destructive way, because for me there was no other way, but I surrender. Just show me the way from here. And that's what happens sometimes. You know, everybody has their own version of how they figure things out, and that was mine. And that was the way I needed to do it, the time frame I needed to do it, and the style I needed to do it in order to wake up to my life and who I really was underneath all of the all of the turmoil and the chaos. Fast forward just a little bit from that time. After a month of being away and admitting what wasn't working, after getting my family to see that I wasn't a happy person, like I might have appeared to everybody on the outside, that I wasn't living congruently with my soul. Again, something I didn't understand, you know, then. But there was a shift after that time, a big shift. But that was just the beginning. From that space, after taking a little time to just step away from things in order to sort things out as best I could at that point, I had an awakening. The hitting the wall, the going away for a while, taking a leave from college for a month to sort things out and come back with more support, since I really didn't have any ever emotionally my whole life, even with so many people around me, and all that had to happen, and it served my life beautifully, actually, in the end. But all of that, that wasn't the awakening. That was walking through the door and making a choice to walk through the door and take the time that I needed for myself to walk through that door and figure things out. The like, you know, okay, take my life over because apparently I don't know how to do this properly or healthily. That's what that starting point of walking through the door was for me at that time. Voluntarily choosing it consciously, that was the first start. But after that, and as a result of that, that's when I had the awakening. So a month from that point, when I had gotten home or back to college from that experience, I had a dream. And in the dream, I was walking over a bridge, big bridge, in the middle of a storm. And I was alone, and it was really, really scary. It was dark, and it was stormy, and I was by myself, and the seas were crashing on either side, and it was pretty much just about as frightening as you could get. And suddenly to my left, there was a person in the water who was a person I was dating at the time who had passed in a car crash uh, during my early years of, of college. And he was in the water, beckoning me to, to get in the water. And I was afraid and I didn't want to go, but I was more focused on him and seeing him and realizing that someone who had passed was coming to me in a dream and I was aware of it and I was like, you know, just, just in awe of the whole thing. But he was basically saying, come in the water, get in the water. And the seas were stormy and scary and that was really frightening for me. But eventually, after much reluctance, watch the metaphors now, right? How things come to us in a dream. I got in the water 
and the waves were crashing and it was dark and it was gray and it was stormy and it was like my biggest fears you know think jaws and scary water and water over the head like those are my those are my things so I'm in the water and I was scared really really scared suddenly he was gone although he wasn't gone he turned into an angel that was behind me over my right shoulder that I could see but couldn't see but knew was there so it was the presence of a male angel a large angel a really profound uh, energy and um, something I'll never forget and it was a presence behind me again that I couldn't see but that I knew was there with me and the energy of that angel was communicating to me without words of treading water and starting to navigate on my own while letting me know that they were there even though I couldn't see them so I began navigating the waters and at first I remember my thoughts were like you know I can't do this I'm afraid this isn't gonna work I'm gonna die you know whatever they were but the, the, the scary thoughts that we all have the big huge gremlin thoughts and then once that happened and once I got going suddenly the sea changed course and the scene changed and all I can tell you is that the waves became calm and it ended up being a very peaceful very beautiful very relaxing environment but more than that up on shore there was this opening of a vision that all I can say is that I've never seen anything like it since and I've never heard the angelic sounds of a choir of angels like that except for one other time in another dream later on and it was a sound I just you, you just it you just could never duplicate that there, there are no words for it and if you've ever had an experience like this you know exactly what I'm talking about it's it's something that's so hard to explain to another person but it was an amazing scene the colors the lights the feeling of support the opening of just an incredible entirely different landscape than I had ever known and the sound the sound was just magnificent and I woke up and it changed my life it opened my eyes it made me feel like I wasn't alone and that you know more than I was going to be okay it was a message of it's going to be better than okay fast forward I continued to do the personal development work on myself at that time it was reading more inspirational things it was deepening my faith in spirit and in angels that were guiding me I was always spiritual always always spiritual as a kid always but you know you can get lost sometimes and after college the personal development work evolved into eating better and learning to sit in meditation which was kind of muscle relaxation early on from books that I read and teaching myself how to do that you know learning how to sit in stillness and I really started liking sitting by myself 
and realizing that I required more of sitting by myself and spending time alone and then also realizing on another level of how that's just how much I spent so much of my time as a child writing books and reading like that's all I did as a kid was be alone and be creative you know some kids played outside and all that I sat in my room and made stories and characters and I wrote in journals and I wrote chapters and chapters of kids stories and and you know made up these worlds and characters and all of a sudden one day in my mid to late 20s I was walking down the hall of the condo I was living in with my husband and I just heard, felt, sensed this energy of, oh my gosh, when did I stop reading? When did I stop writing? I'm a writer. I am a writer, for God's sakes, and I'm not writing. I am a reader. When was the last time I read anything other than, you know, d- texts in school when I was in college? And I started reading again. And I started writing again. I had yet another awakening. I was waking up to my life, to who I am, to who I always was, until I got lost due to choices, people, places, things, things that can take you off the path from who you really are. So why am I sharing this with you today? One, because in honor of Mental Health Awareness Month, I want to share part of what has led me here in the hopes of encouraging those of you who are struggling with whatever it is you're struggling with. If it's big, huge stuff, traumatic stuff, or it's the stresses of daily life and relationships and jobs that don't honor our, you know, our, our constitution, whatever it is, it's all relative. Everybody has their own story and stories and they change all the time. I've got hundreds where, where those initial stories I just shared with you came from. All, all one day in the memoir that I know I'll eventually share. But the awakening, this is the point of this whole message, the awakening comes from the work, doing the work. The awakening that you can have, that you do have, by focusing on your mental health and your personal development work comes from the surrender. It's that way of saying, you know, I'm giving it over to you, universe, and saying, I cannot, I will not, I will not continue to live like this in an inauthentic state regardless of how you get there some people require harder journeys than others I know I did and I trust that part of that is what makes me a decent counselor because I see myself in those who come to me for assistance whatever they're coming to me for assistance for whether again it's the big huge things or it's the the you know it's the things in life that just every day that just just pull us down the gremlin thoughts that we, that, that we have that pull us away from our true nature and from being our highest and best self. I understand so incredibly deeply the stuff of human struggle. And I truly believe that's the point of my path, that that was the gift for me. The awakening comes from doing the work, the committed, disciplined, focused, not needing to be perfect, but showing up every day and saying, I choose to live in the highest state of awareness and the fun, and the lightness, and the balance, and the joy that I can while being authentically myself with no more damn apologies. The awakening comes once, twice, again, and again, and again. The more you do the work. I hope this excites you, and inspires you, and motivates you to be brave, and to continue to surrender and face the parts of your life that are no longer working.
so that you can open up to what God has planned for you. Being brave, being courageous, is part of being mentally strong. Mental health takes courage. It takes bravery. It takes courage to look at the parts of our lives that are not working, to face that beast and understand why, to go there and to be willing to wake up to our lives so that we can live in the highest and best frequency, which brings joy every single day in some fashion, which can bring us so much joy every single day. We'll be right back. Calling all parents and teachers. Planting the Seeds is a line of self-help tools based on therapeutic models of self-esteem building for children both at home and in the classroom. Created by a licensed mental health counselor, Planting the Seeds physical and digital cards and conversation starter tools are designed to encourage meaningful conversations between kids and their caregivers. They're perfect for morning and afternoon meetings for teachers in the classroom or for starting the day at home during breakfast to get your kids' thoughts moving in the right direction. For more information, please visit jillsylvester.com. Plant the seeds today for a strong and healthy tomorrow. Themes that came up this week. So um, one of the first ones I want to focus on is clients talking about trying to remember it all, like all the things they learned. You know, if you're a therapist listening to this or if you're a person who's ever worked with a therapist, um, I'm sure you've said or heard about like, oh, I wish I could just, you know, keep the therapist in my back pocket, you know, <laughs> once I leave session, um, you know, so that you can remember everything that you, you learn. But the thing is you do, you, you do have your therapist in your back pocket because once you learn knowledge, you can't unlearn it. It's already there. It's impossible to unlearn what you've learned. You may not remember it in that moment consciously with your, you know, your conscious brain, but your subconscious brain remembers it. It's in the present moment that you need to realize that you already have what you need. Trust that. The right tip or tool or remnants of a conversation, it'll be there. Trust yourself. That's what this podcast is all about. It's not about listening to me and the steps and strategies that, that you know we, we offer on this podcast every single week. It's about knowing already inside of you that you already have what you need. Every week there's just tools and different situations and scenarios and tips and tools and techniques and strategies to offer you to add to your tool bag. You know, keep it simple and trust that you have what you need and that what you need to use in each situation or remember will be there once you set your intention and open up to asking like, what do I need to know right now? What do I need to do? What is required of me in this situation? How am I going to serve best? How am I going to parent my kids best? What do they need from me? What does this relationship need from me? And when you lose your way, just pull yourself right back on track. You don't have to try so hard at remembering it's really about just standing in the moment and trusting that the right tool or technique or strategy will be there. So another theme that came up this week that I wanted to highlight was clients talking about feeling overwhelmed in their spaces and not knowing where to start and how they just feel like they're getting distracted and someone's calling them or things they have to do and like how to just like get down to work and work on those creative projects that we've been meaning to do and that we've been putting off and really want to get down to. So what I'll offer here in the vein of brevity is to, again, keep it simple. When, you, when you're working in a space, try to have it be exactly what you need. Meaning, if you have your desk, 
keep it simple. Like, have some books that inspire you on your desk. If there's things on your desk that stress you out, like stacks of paper that you have to get to or bills you haven't paid, get rid of them, especially when you're working on a project. Maybe you need running water nearby, or maybe you want to just play that, like a, you know, a sound in the background to have some white noise, just running water. Maybe you need your cup of coffee. Well, make sure it's in a nice mug. Make sure it's the flavor you want. Cup of tea, same thing. Maybe it's a glass of water. Put some lemon in it. Put some lime in it. Get a blanket nearby. Have a cozy sweater on the back of your chair if you get cold. Maybe you want some flowers on your desk or there's some music or you need a nice view. Maybe you go outside to work today. Set yourself up for success. I used to talk about this with kids, particularly those kids who had ADD. Um, when you're, or with parents, like, set up for success. You know, kids who come home after school, if they're overwhelmed, they don't want to start their homework, they're stressed out, like, let's get a hot chocolate with whipped cream going on the table or your favorite drink or your favorite snack or clear the table. Set up the table so it's nice. Maybe there's some nice flowers on the table for your children. Maybe there's, you know, just something they can look at that's nice or they're looking out into the yard. Like, set yourself up for success and you're going to do better. You're going to feel successful. You're going to be much more likely to be successful when your intention is success. So if you're working on a creative project, I don't care if you're 15 or you're 65, if you're working on a creative project, then surround yourself with nice things. Get your pens that you like, your pencils. Make sure they're sharpened. Make sure you're comfortable. Make sure you have slipper socks on. Make sure you have all your slippers or nice shoes or heels. Whatever works for you. But get yourself primed in that state because think about it. From an energy standpoint, it's not out there. It's you. So what you're putting out is what you're getting back. If you feel successful, if you're feeling like you're, you're primed and ready and your space is all good, then you're going to match your energy to what you want to create. So think about that. Keep it simple. And then lastly, a uh, theme I wanted to focus on for this week is clients talking about feeling down, drained, whether it's from grief or change or uncertainty. You know, I've felt for years that people often feel depressed as a result of not having something that they're creating at the moment. However you choose to create, so maybe you're writing a novel, maybe you're baking cookies, maybe you're arranging flowers from your garden, maybe on different days it's different things. You know, on days that I'm writing, which ideally I would like to write every single day, I don't always have the schedule that allows me to do that because there's a lot of other things that need to take my time and that's good too because I like balance. But, you know, on the days I'm writing, that's my primary creation. I am writing and that's my creative juice. But there are afternoons or days when I'm not. And then that comes in different ways because I always like to be creating. So maybe it's a treat that I'm making. Or maybe it's cutting flowers to make a nice arrangement to bring inside. Or it's a recipe that I want to tweak and add my own little thing to. Or maybe it's a conversation. You know, maybe it's just a creative conversation. I want to get creative with a client about something that's been, you know, a sticking point for them for a while. Or this podcast. You know, I, I always have to be creating something. Otherwise, I feel like I'm missing the point. So it's a theme I've noticed with people that, you know, if you're not creating, you're probably going to feel drained and down because then it's like the rat race. You're doing everything for everybody else. Everybody else's schedule. You're checking the box. You may be productive as all get out. Successful as all get out from everybody else's agenda. But if you're not creating and doing something for yourself that you want to be creating, and again, every day can look different, 
then you're probably going to feel drained. Every day, in my humble opinion, is about creating and manifesting our creations, seeing things come to fruition, and enjoying the process of creating, because that's the gift that we get every single day while we're here, is to create. If you're not already taking advantage of that gift, and I honestly feel that my whole waking up and sharing that story of a couple different times where things hit me over the head of how I wasn't living fully was bringing me back to myself, was bringing me back to that that writer, that person who, who loved to just imagine and create worlds and be in that space and honor that space. It was waking me up to who I already was. So if you're not already waking up to who you are, then unwrap the gift. Receive that gift that's waiting for you every single day. For you, for me, we all get this every day, 24 hours a day. And how we choose it is up to us. So complaining or focusing on the lack of what we don't have is also a creative state. Decide how you want to use your creativity. Decide how you want it to look today and go there. See how you feel. See how that landscape looks once you've made the choice. Wake up to your life and what the universe is reminding you of. Thanks for listening. If you like today's podcast, please hit subscribe and share with your people. And please check out my books and products at www.jillsylvester.com where you can sign up for my weekly blog to receive tips and strategies to deepen your intuition and live your very best life. Thanks for listening.